Welcome to the Grow Your Business and Grow Your Wealth podcast with Gary Helt. Gary is an expert in helping business owners put together a plan that will provide a better future for their businesses, themselves, and their families. On the podcast, Gary interviews other professionals who share his vision, and together they share secrets and strategies any business owner can use to build a better financial foundation for your business and your life. Welcome back to the podcast. This week, our guest is Joseph Carey, and he's a fiduciary investment advisor with Slight Edge Wealth Management. Welcome, Joseph. Thanks for having me, Gary. So, Joseph, tell us what tell us your story. What what got you into the investment field, and and what what have you been doing for the past thirty years? <laughs> it's a, well, it's it's quite a story. Uh, so I'll go back to uh, my college days. I went to Northeastern University in Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, it's unique in the fact that it's a co-op university, so it's a five-year school as opposed to most four-year universities. So uh, freshman year, you're you know taking you know courses or what have you. Then your sophomore through your senior year, you do what we call a co-op, which is basically an internship. So uh, I had the pleasure of uh, having a mentor allow me to uh, or set up you know, a co-op for me at Alex Brown and Sons, which is one of the largest uh, investment boutique firms on the East Coast at that time. Right. And working there and watching the advisors, and, you know, immediately I said, this is what I'm going to do after basketball. So, <laughs> you know, I finished my basketball days and uh, played a little bit overseas. And then I uh, came to Jacksonville. I was assistant head coach at the University of North Florida. And, um, you know, I, I did that for almost two seasons. They fired the head coach. And then, you know, I had to make a decision because I got fired too. So right. <laughs> um, so I said, you know what? I said I was going in the financial industry, so I started knocking on doors. Uh, you know, the Hancocks of the world. I think at that time it was American Express Financial Advisors. I, I knocked on that door. I got rejected. And I went to Prudential. And uh, first time. I, you know, I did their test and I didn't hear back for a whole year. And then I got a letter in the mail saying, Hey, we see that you did well on the test. We'd like to have you come back in and test again. Went back in. I tested again, did even better. And, uh, my manager at the time, Neil Cronin gave me an opportunity. I think he's still with Prudential. I think he's like emeritus right now, but, um, he gave me my opportunity and, uh, you know, that's how I got in the industry after 9-11, Prudential went public. Uh, I decided to start my own shop. I went out and started my own shop and did fantastic for about 12 years, right up around uh, the end of 08, 09, and we know what was going on then. So uh, I decided to sell, sell the book or the block at that particular point. And uh, I worked with a couple firms uh, after that, like uh, John Hancock, the principal, did a little bit of a hybrid wholesaling with all state. And then I just was reminded that I, I work better being in business on my own. <laughs> and uh, I, I went out and got my series 65 because I knew that's where the business was going. And I needed to have that for, you know, the giving advice uh, laws that are coming down the pipe. And uh, I said, you know what, I'm going to start my own RIA. And I jumped out there and I did it. And here we are. Right. 
that's that that's uh, a pretty good journey there from kind of where you started <laughs> out to to get there. That's for sure. Um, you know, you work with uh, small business owners and stuff like that. Um, what are some of the common um, financial challenges that you see that the small business owners are taking on right now? Well, for a while there, it was keeping the doors open. Uh, yeah. For many of them, keeping the doors open. Uh, and I have clients now that are faced, you know, in different indus- industries that are facing different challenges. Uh, you know, I have a client, uh, you know, that's in the title business, you know, and she's facing, you know, hardships now because of the real estate industry and the trouble that's in. And we haven't seen the worst of that yet. So I don't know how it resolves itself, but I, I know the road won't be, you know, it won't, it won't be uh, smooth sailing. Um but, you know, keeping the doors open, uh, keeping business going in whatever industry they're going. And then the biggest, one of the biggest challenges is, uh, you know, these, these small business owners setting up retirement for themselves and their employees. That seems to be a big challenge. Uh, it seems, you know, the cost and, you know, uh, the fear of not having enough revenue to put away enough money for themselves and keep the business going is what I'm seeing with most. Right. What, um, you know, in, in this planning that you're helping them do, you know, you talked, you know, some about insurance. Um, how does insurance play a role in that? Well, I think it plays a tremendous role. And, and one of the things that I often talk to them about is uh, disability, uh, disability income protection, uh, overhead expense protection that most of these business owners don't hold. Um yeah, I think from, you know, that's one of the biggest, you know, things that I see uncovered by most business owners is not protecting the income of the, you know, for themselves and their employees. Right, right. Um, the, you know, when you're, you're looking at, um, you know, retirement for, uh, for these business owners and, and for their employees, you know, what are some of the um, challenges that you're seeing there? You know, I know you said it's like, hey, trying to be able to keep the doors open and things like that. Um, but what about, you know, from a, an educational standpoint um, of them understanding, you know, what what truly retirement is and what vehicles you can use inside of retirement? Well, unfortunately, fortunately for most, the literacy level is low uh, and and. You know, it's not even, uh, it's kind of a, a mentality sale, if you will, for lack of better words, mm-hmm. is to get, in, get in there to understand the benefit of setting these things up and, and making the sacrifices to have them in place, not only for themselves, but their employees. And then trying to get them to understand the different vehicles that are available to them, like we were discussing earlier, you know, from a tax advantage, uh, you know, standpoint, just, you know, uh, just the one track mind of the 401k is, is what you see most times and what, mm-hmm. what most people know to say anything about. And they really don't even understand that as well. So it's, it's really a place that we put ourselves in is to try to educate. And, you know, once they see the benefit from what, the, you know, what the information is that we're giving them and they verify that it is factual, then we hope to, to gain them as clients in that prospect in that process. Yeah. I, I know for for from on my business side, lots of times, um, you know, we have found that that lots of times the business owners truly are are overspending. 
um, and the, the their lifestyles, let's say. And because of that, um, and and for me, lots of times it's the taxes that they're overspending on, and and we really try to help them put together a plan to help them show them it's like, hey, look, we can help reduce your taxes that you can use that money to to do other things, retirement or, or whatever it is. Um, when you're going through and you're meeting with your clients, I mean, kind of what what's your approach to it? Um, you know, when you when you sit down and start talking with them, especially when they're saying, hey, I get to choose either keep the doors open or retirement. Well, it's, it's finding that balance and it's uh, trimming the fat, if you will. Like you just mentioned, it's trying to go back and say, OK, where's money going? You know, because usually, you know, whether it's a business or an individual, if you go back and you look at a 30-day window, you can see where the money went. And then you can start to talk about, you know, what are the needs what are the versus the wants. And, I mean, it's great to be in. You know, I've been in that place where I'm a business owner and, and, and business is looking good. And you want to run out and grab that car and you want to, you know, do all these other things to, to, to say, you know, reward yourself. But, um, you know, it's it's it's, you know not doing too much too soon right. is, is what I try to talk to clients about and try to get them to realize like, you know, probably a car is one of the worst investments ever <laughs> and they're not going anywhere. Right. Um, you know, and that's, that's, that's tough for most because again, they, they want to, they want a reward. They want to feel good about what they're doing and the success they're having. And, uh, but you know, I try to, I try to turn that and say, well, wouldn't, you know, wouldn't, uh, resting on the laurels of a great retirement and, and peace and, you know, having no debt and things of that nature, wouldn't that be more of a reward than, you know, this car that's going to, you know, depreciate as soon as you buy it, mm-hmm. you know, and you try to get it, you know, you try to talk in that vein to get them to say, hold on a second. Yeah. That's, you know, it's almost like, do you want the $300,000 today or do you want the penny doubled every day for 10 years? So you get them to see that. Right. And then I think. You- yeah. What, you know, looking at things, I mean, what are some of the common mistakes that you're seeing, um, you know, individuals and business owners making when it comes to uh, to investing and, and accumulating wealth? Well, I, I, there's a couple of things. One, one of the things is just, you know, not having increased literacy, uh, not understanding the investments that you're considering all that you purchased, mm-hmm. uh, not understanding what it will do for you, what it can do for you, what it won't do for you. Uh, and I think a lot of people are just, you know, they're following the crowd with, with most of these things. They're listening to all these pundits and uh, they're not getting it straight. They're not getting the facts. And, you know, unfortunately they don't find out until it's too late. Yeah, I mean, you you always hear the people saying, "Oh, well, my you know my next door neighbor told me to invest in this or whatever," and it's exactly. just like like you said. I mean, lots of times, you know, if you're trying to, what I have found, you trying to do it yourself, lots of times you're chasing a dog's tail and you never catch the dog for sure. Yeah, and that's and that's that's part of why the name of our company is what it is, a slight edge, because you know we we really we really in all truth we go against the grain of the industry. Uh, you know, I know the 401k is pushed, you know, we educate them on where that came from, why it exists, what's it, what's its real goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not a, it's not a tax friendly, it's, it's not tax friendly to anybody that has one. Uh, and it's going to keep you in a, a, a taxable place for the rest of your life. So you're going to work 
20, 30 years on a job or in your business. And then you're going to retire and then you're going to pay taxes for the rest of your life. So we try to show individuals, no, you don't want that, do you? So we have uh, software and things of that nature to show individuals, like, let's pay the tax now. Get you out of that investment and get you into a tax favored investment or a tax free investment. And let's just see that, you know, let us show you how much money you're going to save and uh, and how how much you're going to prevent paying Uncle Sam over the rest of your life. And we show that that model and people are astounded when they see that because they never really think about it in that in that bank. As you can say, I mean, I, I bet you you guys run into a lot of challenges with that because that that is that's not not mainstream, you know, uh, uh, wealth management. People aren't, you know, because, again, it's all about you know, oh, buy this stock or put your money in your, in your, you know, retirement plan and so forth. So what are some of the things that you guys have done to try to help um, overcome those challenges that you're running into with that? Again, education, uh, you know, putting the facts in front of them. I mean, because, you know, I have this old saying, do you want the truth or do you want the facts? People look at me crazy when I say that. They're like, well, what's the difference? (laughs) I said, well, the truth is, the truth is everybody's got a truth. So like you're, you know, the way you were raised is your truth. Right. That's not my truth. So what we do is we go to the facts because the facts are uh, indisputable. You can't dispute the facts. You know, it could be, it could be thundering and, and lightning and dark and cloudy, but we know the sun is still there. That's a fact. Right. You can't dispute that. So that's the way we approach the whole investment process, the fact-finding process with our individuals and, and the educating process is to give them the facts. And we challenge them to even go, go, you know, go check it out, go look at it. You know, I know we're putting materials in front of you, but take those materials and go, you know, research it and come back. And, uh, you know, those that are brave enough to come back, they become clients, you know, but then there's some individuals just think that, you know, they just don't want to accept it. So, and I think sometimes uh, it's 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 some kind of relationship. They, I don't know if it's somebody, uh, you know, a family member that they're doing business with, or something of that nature, where they're just not going to sever that relationship, regardless of how bad it might be for them. And we just we just have to let them go. We know we're not for everybody, but you know, those that want our help, we, we're going to help you. Right. Um, you know, you talked about the penny a day concept. Um, and, and I'm going to direct this towards, you know, the, the younger individuals and business owners. Can you talk about that a little bit? Because I don't think people truly understand the power of that. Well, it's about the the power of compounding interest. And, uh, I was presented with this probably 15 years ago and I thought about it real hard. And as much as that 300,000 sounded so good up front, I said, well, I just took this, I had this hunch that, you know, because I'm a numbers guy, I said, well, give me that penny. <laughs> and uh, I found out that, you know, that penny doubled every day for 30 days was $10 million. And, you know, trying to get young people to understand that, well, not just young people, you have, you know, people our age who well, right. don't understand. Because we're in that, I want it now. I right. want it now. Uh, and, you know, that mentality is is has got a hold of a lot of us and then really understanding the power of that compounding interest and uh, making that making investments work for you over time uh, and safely. 
is one of the things that we show people. You know, it can compound for you over time and safely. You don't have to worry about market crashes and things of that nature, and it's tax free. Right. So you know, when you when you show them that triple threat, they're like, "Oh my god!" And then you, you know, because we don't tell them what the product is, right? Until we get, until they understand the concept, and of course, when we reveal the product, then that's where they're like, "What?" So it's it's that uh, you know it's almost like you know shoving something in somebody's mouth and saying isn't that good, and then after they eat it, you tell them they ate a snake. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. Right. Um, I I think that that again I, I think so much with with investment. Yes, everybody has their different um, investment philosophies and and different things like that that they have. Um, but I, I think that the, the fact is starting sooner than later, not saying that if you start later that you, that you can't get where you need to get to, but you just got to start and that that's the most important thing. You're absolutely right. And, uh, you know, again, uh, you know, my, my dad used to tell me he better listen to a fool, but he would, you know, and I knew when he said that, I knew it was something important. Right. Uh, you know, uh, I, I try to tell my stepkids, and I, sh- I actually don't tell them, but I show them the power. I show them the power. I run illustrations on things for them. And I'm saying, look at this. If you do this for just 20 years, mm-hmm. you money money won't be the problem for you if you want to do with it. Right. And I try to tell them, don't wait as late as I did. Don't go through. Don't do some of the things that I did. Do this. <laughs> do this like make this like a bill that you have to pay every month or every year make make sure you do this and they saw the number and it was not a lot of money but it became a lot of money you know uh, a little bit saved today becomes a lot tomorrow i mean it's just the truth of the matter yeah and it's you know putting it in things that have that power of that compounding interest that we know about and then the tax advantages it's it's huge because that's the issue for everybody. I mean, this country, we know the number one revenue of this country is taxes. Right. Number two, number two is consumer spending. You know, the country's in debt, so they need us in debt. They need you to keep buying, and they want to keep taxing you. Right. So if you can get free from those things, you set yourself up pretty good because you're now, you know, you're, you're not a victim of the beast. You know, the beast is going to try to lure you but you're like no i'm not gonna play your game i'm not gonna play your game right i I think so much of it goes back to to the needs and wants and making sure that your 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 needs are taken care of and you're able to keep your wants out of out of bay because you look at consumer debt like you said i mean you know right now what are interest rates on consumer debt 29 percent um and it's just like you know yes right now we're at a historic low with tax rates but with all the money that was that the government's given out and all the debt that the that the government has you don't care what political side you stand on you got to know that rates are going up at some point in time and you know the the tax rates have to go up to be able to to pay down the debt or at least to to keep it at bay um at best so you know i definitely think that that's that that's something that's important they're, they're going the rates are going up for who <laughs> right right they're going up they're going up for the middle class. <laughs> right right 
I mean, so it's it's just it's one of those things that it's you know, uh, I I think that it's important and and you're right about making sure that you you know again you're paying yourself first, um, which I think is is always you know always important and, and lots of times it's a hard concept for people to understand. You know, uh, I, I I have empathy for individuals that you know. I want they want to run out and buy this, or they want to run out and buy that because you know it's it's uh, we've we've actually been conditioned for that because we work so hard and and you just they want to feel good and it's a dopamine thing it's 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 a dopamine emotional response to go buy something and try to feel good for a moment. I'm going to this job every day, uh, whether you like it or not. And I want to do this, but, you know, it's always, you know, what I've learned even with my myself is, you know, uh, how am I going to feel later on? You know, when, right. when I, you know, once the lust is worn off and all that good stuff and, and you go through these buyer remorse situations and uh, if you need, you know, you need cash for something, something else major comes up and now I don't have that cash. But, you know, I got that car sitting out there that, you know, I hardly drive because I drive it to a place that sits for eight hours every day. And then I'm too tired on the weekend to drive it, but I got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, you know, and you try to get to those places and I, I just got to a, a, a minimalist mindset. You know, I've had the big cars, I've had all that stuff. And I'm like, man, that stuff's nothing. But, you know, having, having time freedom, having access to cash, tax free cash things of that nature that's what really feels good when you know you can kind of be your own bank if you will and, and mm-hmm. maybe even put yourself in a position where you know I'm, I'm just working because this is what i want to do not because i have to you know those are the aspirations that i really try to get people to, to, to catch catch on to and you know get excited about right so joseph we, we've talked about a bunch of stuff here what if i not asked you that you wish i had Uh, you, you've asked me quite a, you touched on quite a bit that was, uh, that I'd love to talk about, but um, I guess one of the things is, is, is why did I get into the business? All right. Why'd you get into the business? Well, I got into this. I grew up in Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore okay. is a rough place. I grew up in East Baltimore and I grew up with not a lot. Uh, and uh, on, you know, initially when I got into this business, I, I, it was about making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that opportunity was there. But when I got into it and I really began to see that it, it, it was more to it than that. It wasn't really about me. Yes, I, you know, you can make a great living, but it was about the people that I was going to be able to help and really try to, free their, 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 their mentality of how they think about finances and investing and things of that nature, insurance and things, that, you know, things that I, I, people, they're not, they're not thinking about it every day, but right. it's, it's very integral in, in the success of their life and their family and all that good stuff. So, um, you know, one of the, one of the reasons was, you know, uh, my mom, you know, my mom passed away and, she didn't have retirement. She didn't have life insurance. She didn't have any of those things. Mm-hmm. She didn't have anything to leave behind other than, you know, uh, small bills that, that had to be, you know, taken care of. And, um, 
you know, pretty much that's it. So the importance of that legacy that you can build for your family and loved ones and, and do it through, you know, investing and, and insurance and things of that nature. That's another thing that I really want to push to individuals, especially the, you know, black community. Right. Um, to get them to understand the importance of it. So those are one of the things that, I, that is, is still what I want to do. And I know why I exist in this business and what is really what this business exists for. Uh, the money and all the earnings that you can do and have, it takes care of itself. Right. So just if people like what they hear and they, and they want to talk to you, what's the best way to reach you? Uh, they can go to our website. It's slightedgefinancialinc.com. Uh, the phone number is 904-483-0746. Great. Joseph, I appreciate our talk today. Um, and I'm sure our listeners got a lot from this. Um, if not anything, you, you may going to make them think a little bit about, you know, where they have their investments and, and especially talking about the, uh, you know, some of the tax-free strategies and things like that. So I really appreciate your time. Thank you for having me on, Gary. I appreciate the uh, consideration and bringing me on. No problem. Appreciate it. All right. This week, our guest was Joseph Carey, who is a fiduciary investment advisor with Slight Edge Wealth Management. I'll see you guys next week. 49 faces looked to him in triumph. Over the last 12 months, they had each taken turns and promoted his business for a week at a time, driving over $987,342 in revenue. What if you had a network of 50 centers of influence who promoted your business every week for a year? Grab your copy of the number one Amazon best-selling book, The Ultimate Guide to Growing Your Business with a Podcast, at 33% off the Amazon price by going to ultimatepodcastbook.com. Again, that website for 33% off the Amazon price is ultimatepodcastbook.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.